Welcome back to another episode of Bible Conversations. Today, we're going to be continuing our series on characters of Proverbs and talking about the easily tempted. Welcome back. All right. Well, we're uh, ready to get going with another study here. You know, this this podcast, Chris, has been something that we've enjoyed doing for two and a half years now. Yeah. Um, and it seems like through everything that we have going on at church, um, we always take time to come and, and have a, quote, Bible conversation, yeah. which I thoroughly enjoy. You yeah. know, we, we keep really busy with different stuff that's going on here, not just um, preparing for, for sermons and Bible classes and, and stuff that happens week in and week out. But um, here in the next couple of weeks, we've got a super busy, like next three weeks or so. Yeah. We've got a fall festival coming up in two weeks, yep. uh, which is going to be just this awesome, awesome event. We've got mm-hmm. a lot going on. Uh, we're going out to the community this weekend to go promote for the the fall festival weekend. Yep. After that, we have a, a fall retreat for our youth group. But yep. even with all the stuff going on, we take time to have a, a Bible conversation. and Take time to get in his word. Yeah. And, and I guess what I really kind of just wanted to start off with uh, to encourage people with is, is to do that yourselves. Um, you know, Listening to this podcast is one thing. We appreciate everybody that tunes in each week and, and listens to this, but having your own conversations is a, a completely different thing. Yeah. Um, our, our hope really is that this, by listening to us, it's the catalyst. It's the beginning of, it's the inspiration for you to go out and to have those conversations. Exactly. So, uh, you know, as, as Dylan said, as much as we enjoy listening to you or you listening to us. <laughs> We, we do, we do a lot. Yeah. We, we get tired, but as, as much as we do enjoy you guys listening to us, uh, sometimes I still can't believe that there are people that want to listen to me, but you know, that's okay. <laughs> but, uh, we really, really want to encourage y'all to go out and to have these conversations yeah. on your own and, and talk to people about God's grace and love and kindness and, yeah. uh, pitfalls that we need to avoid and all of these things. Yeah. And so whatever you may have going on in life, there's always time to have Bible conversations. And I guess that's really the the encouragement that I wanted to start with today, because as I mentioned in our, our uh, opening teaser, we're talking about uh, the easily tempted. You know, it's one of the characters that we see in Proverbs, but every time I'm, I'm asked about how do I make sure I I stay on on the straight and narrow. How do I make sure I keep my faith strong? How do I make sure I avoid temptation? Yeah, you gotta be in God's word. Yes, you gotta be studying it. You gotta be talking about it with other people. Yeah, and so that's my encouragement. If we're gonna try to avoid being that person that's easily tempted, yeah. that we're gonna study and look into today, we've got to start with being in God's word and having Bible conversations. Yeah. And so the, the, the character of the easily tempted, you know, we're, that's the title. You saw that. And that's what we're going to be saying. But that word easily is, is really just a descriptor that isn't really used in the Proverbs. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really, we're, we're talking about somebody who gives in to temptation. Yeah. And so that, that descriptive word there easily could also be the, the, the hard tempted or the person who is tempted with much difficulty. But, yeah. But it's someone who gives in to that yeah. temptation. And so what, what I want to do is I want to take some time and just read Proverbs 7. Uh, I think we're going to spend a good amount of time today in the New Testament mm-hmm. uh, in, in discussing how we handle temptation. But I, I want us to read 
Proverbs 7. So if you're listening along, you have your Bible, pull it out and, and read along with me. I'm, I'm reading from the ESV. So if yours is different, it might read differently, but, but here we go. Verse 1. My son, keep my words and treasure up my commandments with you. Keep my commandments and live. Keep my teaching as the apple of your eye. Bind them on your fingers. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Say to wisdom, you are my sister. And call insight your intimate friend to keep you from the, from the forbidden woman, from the adulteress with her smooth words. For at the window of my house, I have looked out through my lattice and I have seen among the simple. I have perceived among the youths a young man lacking sense. Passing along the street near her corner, taking the road to her house in the twilight, in the evening, at the time of night and darkness. And behold, the woman meets him, dressed as a prostitute, wily of heart. She is loud and wayward. Her feet do not stay at home. Now in the street, now in the market, and at every corner she lies in wait. She seizes him and kisses him. And with bold face, she says to him, I had to offer sacrifices and today I have paid my vows. So now I have come out to meet you, to seek you eagerly. And I have found you. I have spread my couch with coverings, colored linens from Egyptian linen. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let us take our fill of love till morning. Let us delight ourselves with love for my husband is not at home. He has gone on a long journey. He took a bag of money with him. At full moon, he will come. With much seductive speech, she persuades him. With her smooth talk, she compels him. All at once, he follows her. As an axe goes to the slaughter, or as a stag is caught fast, till an arrow pierces its liver as a bird rushes into a snare, he does not know that it will cost him his life. And now, O oh sons, listen to me. Be attentive to the words of my mouth. Let not your heart turn aside to her ways. Do not stray into her paths. For many a victim she has laid low, and all her slain are a mighty throng. Her house is the way to Sheol, going down to the chambers of death. Hmm. And so that proverb really paints, you know, Proverbs typically is not, you, you don't just, uh, you don't just read all the way through one proverb and and then you know that's that's the story but but proverb 7 is yeah it's a story yeah typically it's like a few verses at a time is yeah. a proverb you know they're, they're more like easy to remember sayings a lot of time um you know like train up a child in the way that um they should go and and they will not depart from it um and it's just like short simple to remember easy sayings yes this one here in chapter 7 is a a full story that has been laid out here for us. Yes, and and it's and it's telling the story of of a, of a young man and and a, and a woman, a, a, an adulteress, a woman who is married, right? We see she's married. Yeah. Uh, her husband's away, but but she's out, she's looking for trouble. And she is trying to seduce this young man and and so while this is definitely talking about, you know, sexual immorality and and other things, really it can be it can pertain to any aspect of life, yeah. Because any number of things can uh, can seduce us. Any number of things can can grab our attention and and tempt us. Mm-hmm. Uh, any number of things can pull us away from God. And so, you know, when you look at verse twenty three, the second half, it says, "He does not know that it will cost him his life. The price that he's paying for this is his life." 
And in verse uh, verse 4 and 5, it says, Say to wisdom, you are my sister, and call insight your friend to keep you from the forbidden woman. Mm-hmm. Well, if if we're in God's word, as you mentioned earlier, right? If we're, if we're praying to God, we're reading God's word, if we're spending time with brethren, if we're doing all of these things, we will be able to resist the temptation that besets us. Yeah. And so I, I think that's a, a huge part of what we're going to be talking about here in just a minute. And I, I really like that the, the way that just all sin is being encompassed here. Um, because, you know, we read this and we think, okay, this is talking about adultery. This is talking about sexual sin. Um, some folks will say very specifically, but the way that it's laid out, you can see that this is a, a, a description of all kinds of sin that we can be trapped in. You know, when I read that, it's like the the meme from Star Wars. It's a yeah. trap, you know. <laughs> it's a trap. Um, fall for it. Um, but th- th- that's kind of what's being described here. It, it's yeah. all sin is a trap like this. And and the reason that I say that is because all sin is some form of lust. You know, yes. you know, we refer to lust as uh, a lot of the time just simply like sexual lust um, and and fleshly lust. But really, like we see in John 1, 2, uh, not, not John 1, 2, 1 John 2, um, yeah. that he kind of describes more than just sexual sin as, as a form of lust. Uh, yeah. Starting in verse 15, he says, do not love the world or the things in the world. Um, if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the, the desires of the eyes, and the pride of life, it's talking about the the lust that you have for the flesh, the lust that you, you have for your eyes. In, in other words, coveting, um, yeah. uh, the, the pride that you have, that's a, a even a, a lust. That, that's what lust means is a desire. Yeah, um, a, a strong a desire. Yeah. And um, so having that analogy in Proverbs 7 and tying that over to all of the other desires that lead to sin, um, I think is a, a really, really strong tie-in. Yeah. So so let's kind of move it into the New Testament now. Right? You, you've already kind of done that. Yeah. And, and I want to talk for at least a little bit. We may end up talking for a long time about Jesus. <laughs> um, but but Jesus was, was tempted by the Spirit, right? Or he was led by the Spirit, led tempted by the, by the devil. Yeah. Excuse me. I, I apologize for that uh, misstep. But he, he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. He was tempted by the devil for 40 days. Mm-hmm. And, and he withstood that, and, and he, he fought back against that. He used God's word. Uh, he prayed to God. And, and so when we get to the Garden of Gethsemane, well, Jesus has faced all this temptation. In fact, in Hebrews, the Hebrew writer, I believe it's Hebrews 2.18, uh, if you want to double-check yeah, that for me. I got you. Um, but but he Hebrew writer says that Jesus has been tempted in all aspects, in all aspects as we are, and yet without sin. Is that, um, is that the right verse? Yeah, I'm reading the context here to make okay. sure that I'm reading it right because it's not exactly what you quoted. But yeah, Hebrews 2.18 is, yeah, yeah. for because he himself has suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are tempted. Yeah, okay. Um, and so, so you know, we, we have this this idea here that, that Jesus has been tempted. It, it might be a different verse that I'm thinking of. But, I know what you're thinking uh, of. Verse 17. Uh, no, that's not it. <laughs> anyway, uh, Jesus has been tempted in, in every respect, in, in every way that we have been tempted, and, and he did so without sin. And so when we get to Matthew chapter 26 and verse 41. Hebrews 4.15. 4, tempted yet without sin. There we go. Okay. I, I knew I wasn't too crazy. Yeah, Just for a little we do bit. not have a high priest yeah. who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, yeah. but one who in every as- aspect or in every respect has been tempted as we are yet without sin. Yeah. Let us draw near 
let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace. And so verse 41 of Matthew chapter 26. We, we know Jesus has faced all of this. We know he's gone through all this. We know that he is, and he struggled. And he suffered because of these temptations, right? Like it's not like he, he didn't feel any sort of draw or pull to it. He certainly did. He was tempted as we were, but without sin. So verse 41 says, watch and pray. And he's talking here to the disciples. He's in, he's in the garden and he's talking to the disciples. Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And so, so as we think about, well, how did Jesus handle this temptation? How did he deal with, with these desires? Uh, you know, he came in the likeness of sinful flesh. He was not sinful himself, but, but how did he handle all of these sin, these temptations? Well, Jesus gives us the answer. He says, watch and pray. So we need to be aware of what's around us. And then we got to talk to God. Yeah. We got to bring it to God. And, and I think that is so important for us. I think oftentimes we try to fight these temptations on our own. We try to be strong of our own accord. And, you know, the strongest man in the world can only be so strong. Yeah. We've got to have God. We've got to have the spirit. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's kind of what we see when, when you're reading in, um, really a lot of the New Testament, but some of my first thoughts go to, uh, to James one, uh, mm-hmm. when we're talking about that, let the testing of your faith produce perseverance. Um, you know, James starts right off in his letter, James, uh, one starting in verse two to count it all joy when you meet trials of various kinds. And that's just not just talking about persecution. Yeah. That's, that's all kinds of trials. That's the, the testing of your faith. That's the temptations that, that you endure. It's not wrong to be tempted just as we, you read Jesus was was tempted. It's wrong yeah. to let that temptation deceive you and yes. to to overtake you. Yeah. Um, that, that's what we see later on in that chapter after James is saying that that when you're tested, your faith grows stronger yeah. if you endure that temptation. Right. Yeah. Um, it's in verse twelve uh, where I'll start. James one verse twelve. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. There's that word desire that we're coming back to. Um, Or also lust is another way you could uh, think about that. Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. That's what temptation could lead to if you are not watching and praying, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, if we're not watching, if we're not praying, if we're not, if we're not paying attention to what's going on in our lives and bringing those things to God, then yes, it will overtake us. And and it will end up honestly leading to death, which is not a popular thing to talk about nowadays. It's not a a popular thing to say, oh, well, that's going to, going to lead to, to something Bad, you know that, that that's yeah. going to lead to death. That's going to lead to e- eternal destruction. That's yeah. not something that is a message that people like to hear. They like to hear the sermons that are like, you know what, you're doing great. I know life yeah. is hard, yeah. but um, but just keep on keeping on. God loves you. His grace is going to cover you, which is all 100 percent true. I don't mean to undermine that at all. Yeah, but we also have to hear the messages that. We got to clean up our act. Yeah. We, we we've got to be able to recognize when 
temptation is knocking at our door and, yeah. and, and kick it to the curb. Yeah. Um, you know, the other place that I like to go to when, when we're thinking about, um, uh, the beginning of temptation, yeah. wa- watching and praying, you know, mm-hmm. um, is actually at the end of Philippians chapter three. Um, Paul tells them to, to, uh, imitate him as he imitates Christ, um, uh, walk in a, a way that is, um, uh, Worthy of Christ, not don't walk as an enemy of Christ. Um, yeah. uh, and I've got the the wrong verse. I'm looking for it. Oh, oh no, I know where I'm at. It's Philippians one, not Philippians three. <laughs> okay, um, Philippians one twenty. I was looking at Philippians three twenty. Um, Philippians one twenty nine. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, he says, "For it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ you should not only believe in Him, but also suffer his, for suffer for His sake, engaged in the same conflict that you saw I had, and now here I still have." You know, when Paul's saying that you can't just believe. In other words, you can't just say, "You know, Jesus is Lord. I'm going to heaven." Now he's saying yeah. you're also going to have to suffer for Him. Yeah. In other words, you're going to have to prove it. That yeah. suffering is not per, not just persecution. Again, that that suffering is is suffering evil, suffering uh, through temptation. Yeah. Well, um, Romans Romans eight verse uh, seventeen says this. It says, uh, "All certain sixteen says the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and yeah. if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with Him." Yep. In order that we may also be glorified with him. Exactly. And so there, there is this understanding that, yes, God has given us grace and he's given us this gift. And he's given us all of these wonderful things and they are ours if we accept them. And 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 it is also true, as, as Paul says in, at the end of, of Romans 8, that nothing can separate us from the love of God. Neither powers above nor hell below nor anything, right? Mm-hmm. But... We ourselves can remove ourselves from that love and from that grace. We can remove ourselves. Hebrews 6 talks about what happens to those who have tasted the goodness of God and and then gotten rid of it, right? And so when we give into that temptation, and and, and then we – really, it's an active giving in, right? It's not not you give in once and then you repent and then you don't do it. It's it's, you're giving into it permanently, right? Like you're allowing it to rule your life. Well, that's – that's a problem. And and James chapter 4, I've got two verses that I want to share real quick. James 4 verse 6 says, but he gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Right? So there's there's two active, thing, active things we have to do there. One, we have to submit ourselves to God. That's an active thing. And then two, we have to resist the devil. We mm-hmm. got to try. We got we have to try to say no. Yeah. And if we do that, it will, it will happen, right? And then and then you get to First Corinthians. Well, I was going to say, don't don't stop there at verse seven yeah. of chapter four. You know, um, mm, yeah, it, yeah. it's resist the devil; he will flee from you. But on the other side of that coin, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Yeah. Like that's that's an amazing verse in my mind because yes. there is like the kind of compare and contrast of submit to God and resist the devil that we have yeah. there in verse seven of yeah. James four. But it's the more drastic compare and contrast is in verse eight. It's yeah. resist the devil and he will flee. Yeah. Draw near to God. He will draw near to you. That's awesome because that's not just a matter of saying, I'm trying to push away Satan and, and 
humble myself before God, but it's a, I'm pushing away Satan and drawing near to God. I'm doing something yeah. more, more active with my life, with my actions, um, than just simply submitting, which that's what it means to draw near to God is yeah. to submit ourselves. Yeah. Um, but it's, but it's choosing visual, to do so. Yeah, exactly. It's choosing to do so and visualizing that drawing near to God and he's going to draw near to you. Yeah. Um, it's powerful. It's very powerful. Yeah. yeah. When, so when Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10, 12, says, therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. Yep. Right. So, so there's that idea of being proud and arrogant and not being humble. You know, I need to look up the King James uh, translation of that verse again because my dad quoted that to me so much when I was growing up. It was like, <laughs> "Wherefore take heed, thou standest, lest ye should fall," or something like that. <laughs> so with the, these and the vows. Yes. The yeah. He haws. So standest. <laughs> yeah. So, in, so in verse thirteen, he goes on, and Paul says, "No temptation, no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man." Yep. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. You know, that verse often gets misquoted, mistranslated, misused, misappropriated, whatever. But God's not going to let us be tempted beyond our ability. He says, but with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape, mm -hmm. that you may be able to endure it. And so we we have this, we should at least have this understanding that and God is going to provide for us an opportunity to resist the devil, to resist yeah. Satan, to to flee from idolatry, to flee from sexual life, to free from flee from whatever. You know what I really like about that, combining that with the verses we just read in James yeah. 4, 7, and 8, um, is that we understand in James 1, God doesn't tempt us. Yeah. That's that's Satan. That's evil at work that yes. is, is causing that temptation. Mm -hmm. um, but we read here in 1 Corinthians that when you are tempted, yeah. he's going to provide a way out. In other words, yeah. God is working just as much, if not more so, yeah. than Satan is. Yeah. Because Satan's at work trying to tempt you, trying to cause you to stumble. And while Satan's on one side trying to do that to you, God's on the other side providing ways out of that. Yes. Right? So it's almost like God has got Satan's playbook, and he's reading it, and he is, he's reading the the... Uh, the defense and and he's providing these ways of escape and it's just a matter of whether or not we're gonna whether we're gonna, gonna draw near to him yeah right are we gonna are we gonna if we're on the boat right and the boat's sinking are we gonna take the lifeline are we gonna take the buoy and we're gonna live or are we gonna sink and fall yeah and and God provides that buoy I yeah. think there's you know there's a story of I think you've probably told it on here before but uh, there's a hurricane that came in and and washed washed away just about everything and this you know this this man is uh, he's praying to guys says Lord Rescue me, safe. Yeah, help. He's sitting up on his roof sitting as up, the water, sitting up flood on his waters roof, yeah. are rising. And, yeah. and so, you know, somebody paddles by in a boat and says, Hey, jump on in. I'll say, No, no, no. God, God will save me. Okay. See you later, man. And then somebody else comes by in a, I guess a bigger boat or in a yeah. something. No, God will save me. Oh, I mean, okay. There's room, but okay. Yeah. Helicopter comes in. No, no, God will save me. And the man drowns. And well, God, why didn't you save me? Dude, I sent you two boats and a helicopter. Yeah. Like I, I tried. Yeah. We have to be willing to accept that help. Yeah. And, and ultimately, you know, as, as I, as I think about this idea of being tempted, we, we have to be aware temptation is going to come. Like we're going to be tempted. Absolutely. There, there is, there is no two ways around that. It, it, we're going to be tempted. The question that remains is what are we going to choose when we're tempted? Yep. Uh, and, and, you know, as we talked about earlier, Jesus was tempted in all respects. Mm -hmm. He chose God. He chose God's will. And if we call ourselves Christians, yep. I think we ought to choose the same thing. Yeah. You know, 
um, sometimes when we study about Christ and, and how he was tempted and, and the ways that he was tempted, sometimes we have a tendency to just say, you know, he was tempted there in the wilderness at the beginning of his, of his ministry, mm-hmm. and he resisted Satan, and, and that was the end of it, right? Yeah. But that's not the case. No. Jesus was tempted throughout. Um, I, I know for a fact that all of the times that Jesus was tempted are not recorded for us. Yeah. John even records at the end of his gospel that if we wrote down all of the things that Jesus did during his ministry, yeah. I suppose all the books in the world could not contain yeah. uh, what would be written about him. Um, but towards the end of his life, as he's praying there in the garden, yeah. the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Yeah, That's a not obvious, but very subtle temptation that we have to to really be reading and looking for. Yeah. But that's yeah. a that's a temptation to call down those 10,000 angels. Yeah. Right? Well, and if we don't think Jesus was tempted to not go through the crucifixion, yeah. we ought to look a little closer at what he said. Absolutely. If it is your will, if it is possible, let this cup let pass. This cup pass. Yeah. And then we he's he's being but he didn't give in to the he temptation. Didn't. He didn't give in. He said nevertheless. Yeah. Not, not as I will, yeah. but as you will. As you will. Exactly. And that's the response that we have to have. Yeah. And then, you know, he goes into, uh, he's, he's being interrogated, right? By, by Herod and by all these, and, and there's, have you no answer to make? Well, he could have made an answer. He could have, he could have done a number of things. Yeah. To, to absolve himself to whatever, but he didn't. Yep. He kept silent and his temptation there was to speak up, right? Yeah. And so I, I think, I think when we look at the life of Christ, specifically as we get to the end, right, and we, we see – I think, man, the devil was tempting him everywhere there. Oh, yeah. And it's not it's not overt. It's not apparent. It's not something that, you know, we well, read the devil tempted Jesus here. Our temptations but, aren't overt. They're not no. um, clearly seen to mm-hmm. all of our brothers and sisters. No. Um, and there's times where we even give in to temptation. It's not clearly seen to our brothers and sisters. Yeah. Um, but that's – I think something that we have to be honest about and have to talk about that the Satan is going to tempt you and try to cause you to stumble in ways that are very secretive because mm-hmm. it's those, those secret temptations, secret sins yeah. that can be the toughest to avoid. Yeah. Because and then to overcome. Yeah. Because then there, there's like, okay, well, I may not be accountable to my, church family for yeah. this, you know? And so anyways, I think that's just something that we, we have to be more aware of yeah. and have to answer the way that Christ did. It's not as I will, not as my, my fleshly desires, my, yeah. uh, my wants yeah. um, that I put first. It's not as I will, but it's as God wills. Yes. hundred percent. So I think that's ultimately the answer, right? Is Absolutely. how do we avoid temptation? Well, we submit to God. Yep. We resist the devil. Yep. Uh, and, and so, you know, it's easy said, very easily said. You know, I mean, I could sit up here and say it all day. I could say it in a pulpit all day, but it's it's way harder to do. Yep. And and the way that we get through that is we pray. Yeah. You know, we watch and we pray. Yeah. Because the spirit is willing. Yeah. Be, be in the word and um be in the word with your prayers, your yeah. brothers and sisters as well. Yeah. Have those Bible conversations. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. Well, you want to close us out? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you all for uh, listening to us today. Um, we appreciate uh, comments and and emails that are submitted from time to time. So um, we encourage you all reach out if you have anything that you'd like us to talk about, any topics that you want us to, to discuss, and we'd be more than happy to do so. Um, tune in on Monday for our conversation starter and next Friday for the next full episode. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Bible Conversations. We want to ask if you have any questions, suggestions, or comments, that you please email us at kcocbibleconversations at gmail.com. You can also find us on social media. We've got a Facebook page as well as an Instagram account. Our Facebook page is very simple. It's just Bible Conversations. On Instagram, it's very simple, at Bible Conversations. Uh, look us up, like our posts, and share it with your friends. We also have a... An opportunity for you to help us financially through a through a store uh, via Kim's Closet. And you can find that uh, you can just type into Google Kim's Closet. We have a uh, we have a link as well that, that we will be uh, posting in, in each of our episodes. And we just hope that you will that you will reach out and find us and uh, purchase a hoodie or a shirt uh, with the logo on it. And that way you can spread the word without having to say a word. So we appreciate you. Thank you all. Have a blessed week.